Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to the Chicklet Book Club Podcast. Where we read a romance novel and then we talk about it. Today we're talking about The Duke and I by Julia Quinn. Well, hello, Veronica. <laughs> How are you, dear? Oh, I'm wonderful. Should I continue with this podcast with this accent through the whole time? Would it be annoying? <laughs> I don't think it would be annoying. I'm not going to join you because I will offend everyone. <laughs> Absolutely oh, everyone. Pretty annoying and not close to being accurate. We have had like one or two listeners from the United Kingdom, so yeah, they're they're skewing us right now. They're um, already like, please get out. I'm gonna turn this off now. GTFO, you annoying you, bitches, you American assholes. <laughs> they're also <laughs> they they hate us. It's fine. Yeah. Also, I mean, I think you wanted to say something to our listeners. You know what? I would love to thank the listeners. It's so awesome to see people like writing messages to us and telling us that you're enjoying it. I just think it's so exciting. I know. And we have reviews and it's just so nice. Penny Reed retweeted us. I'm losing my shit. I died. I actually died. And then came back to life just for her to kill me again by retweeting us again. Penny Reed promoted our podcast. It's amazing. I mean, I think I texted you in Mm -hmm. all caps and said, I'm really Mm -hmm. sorry for this, but we have to FaceTime right fucking now. (laughs) We did at like 11 o'clock at the moment. (laughs) It was amazing. And we both fangirled together like squeezed. For a solid hour. Like, oh. We drank. We drank a lot. We drank a lot. Like, I was supposed to be like working. I was supposed to be like doing my job. And I was like, nope, you know what? Clock out. And uh, I'm going to need to. I got like, I got that Twitter notification and I was like, end, end work. <laughs> end, end work. No work. Will not be working anymore tonight. We're closing that. And now I'm going to need to FaceTime with my girl. Oh my God. And drink a lot of bubbles. Oh yeah, we did drink bubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think I was not. Um, no, I was not drinking. Well, I, but what am I not? Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> it's quarantine times. Unless I'm at work. <laughs> Cover I'm your kidding. faces I'm there. Kidding. <laughs> kidding. Um, but anyway, we're your... so grateful. We're so yes. glad you're here. We're yes. seeing like the we have listeners all over the place, and it's so Switzerland. nice. Switzerland. Switzerland. We love you, Switzerland. We love you. We want some chocolate. Send us chocolate. They sent us lint chocolate. You know, my grandfather used to go there for work, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, and he would always bring back lint chocolate. That was always oh. a thing. Melt in your mouth. And I'm not a big sweets person, but mm, I'll take some, please. I always, I always put that in our stockings. Or, excuse me, Santa puts that in our stockings <laughs> at Christmas. Quote, unquote, Santa. Santa. <laughs> Spelled M O M. Did I ever tell you the um, thing that we do uh, with my family, the shitty claws? I think you did, but please enlighten me again. So one year, I was in this little store. Um, it used to be in Coventry in Cleveland. Um, uh, oh God, the heck's it called? The the toy store. It's, I don't think it's there anymore. What Big is- fun. Yeah, big fun, big fun. And they had all these good, crazy, yeah. you know, novelty items, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I'm going to get one of these from my family members and say that it's from Shitty Claws. Nice. And so it started the tradition anymore. My dad is the only one who plays it. Because <laughs> um, we're all like, Ugh. and one year, I mean, I spent a lot of money just on Shitty Claws gifts. And I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. And next year it's banned. Because the stuff that we got are now in a pile for the Goodwill. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. 
I, yeah. I told him, I said, Dad, whatever you're going to get us, it's just going to end up in the Goodwill. Right. So don't. It's kind of not worth it anymore. No. But it was fun for a couple of years. Because sure. some of the stuff that we got, I mean, a lot of people. <laughs> my brother-in-law got a lot of poop-related things, which made me laugh. That is yeah. funny. Because, you know, why not, I, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, today is going to be a long episode. And because so we have a lot of things, to, lot talk of things about. to discuss. Uh, Ray and I have a lot of feelings about oh. the book and then the show. And I, I hate to say it, dear listener, um, but I think we're in the minority. Yeah, I don't think people are going to agree with me. us here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get there. Yeah. But we're talking about Regency era um, London. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought maybe I'd give you a couple history facts that I found and I promise you I'm not going to read you any smurf porn or any other sort of (laughs) fan fiction or erotica (laughs) but I did find some funny things that I thought would actually like give us a glimpse into Regency era London get us in the mindset yeah actually um let's see so did you know and because especially I find myself to be the Regency and Victorian romance novel aficionado. You like more more modern. I do like modern too, but I have found myself that I've been reading more and more and more. That's where I started reading historical. romance, actually. Um, well, aside from my friend who was a who was a romance mm-hmm. published romance author, um, she was the first one. She wrote the first books that I read, but then I went on with Tessa Dare and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. me and Spindle Cove, man. I was like, those ladies are my people. And, you know, um, I had the same thing with um, Amanda Quick, as I've mentioned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, um, oh, let's see, who else? I'm trying to think. Uh, probably some Julia Quinn. Um, and but, we have more. We're going to do some more Regency era stuff mm-hmm. um, interspersed throughout the year. You'll yeah. see. So one thing they always talk about. In fact, I'm reading a Loretta Chase novel right now, um, Lord of Scandals. Um and they keep talking about her drawers, her drawers, and um, which is interesting because, FYI, women were bare arsed under their dresses. They actually didn't wear pantaloons or drawers. Um, really? Yeah. Um, there were, okay, so I'm going to read you a little bit. Anyone who's seen a Jane Austen adaptation knows that there was a fashion for perky cleavage and floaty, diaphanous, almost transparent dresses. But what you might not know is that most women didn't wear knickers, just a slip, a sort of petticoat, and stockings. So they had a right (laughs) wind right up their twat. (laughs) I mean, underneath all of that, all those layers, though, it might have been nice. Well, what they said it was it it ruined the line of the dress. Oh, fuck you! Yeah, <laughs> to have that sort of that. that. <laughs> so otherwise, their vages were cold because it for fashion. So probably they had a lot of layers though. So probably it was. They didn't have too many layers actually. Really, they had their petticoats, which were usually just maybe. But like their the skirts kimis. sometimes had like lots of layers and shit. They had about two layers. That's it? Because they had their chemise, and then they had... Yes. Or chemise, or chemise. I think it's Girl, chemise. I had to fucking Google that when I was reading Tessa Dare. I was like, what are we talking about with this? Yeah. <clears throat> and then they had they had their actual, like, dress. And then they had the police, which goes on top of it, which is a little jacket. Oh, yes. Very cute. Um, that then very became, cute. when I was working retail, what was that thing called? A bolero, I think, is that? Yes. like what it became called, yeah. Um, in some instances, the police goes all the way down to the ground 
and some it's just the little jacket like in like Pride and Prejudice um, like the adaptation with um, Colin Firth um, <laughs> so <laughs> this other one is very interesting women would pee in gravy boat shaped pots the, these were widely tapered pots these widely used paper tapered pots were known as bordelos women would lift their skirts clamp the pot between their legs and let loose upper class ladies would use them in company and would even continue their conversations while peeing and there's a picture i don't, I don't need, you to, need see to see it i'm good you don't need to see it hard but pass yeah 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 because <clears throat> when they were talking about um th- there are were necessary rooms um and retiring rooms Right. Uh, when they talk about that in a, in the ball, like any sort of historical regency like novel, um, they talk about like a retiring room uh, or a resting room, and that's where you'd go. It was pretty much like your living room was made into a retiring room, and women would be peeing in these great big shaped boats. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other <laughs> this one, I blew my mind. Couples were sewn into bed together. Couple, courting couples were sewn into bed together. The upper classes liked to swan about at, <laughs> at balls, but rural communities had more practical methods of helping people find a match. If a girl's parent approved of a boy, he'd be invited to stay the night in her bed. To prevent premarital hanky-panky, they'd be sewn into a bag with a seam down the middle to keep them on their own side. What? What? That is the yep. weirdest thing I've ever heard. So come sleep in my house, mm-hmm. in my bed, but we're going to be sewn up like potatoes. What is like, the or purpose like a of that? To get to know each other, I guess. I'm like, you, know, you can do that from like across the couch too. Right? Because they also said that some some parents would be in the room with them. I'm like, Ugh. then what's the fucking point? What is the, what is yeah, the point of this? Yeah, that's super weird. Can we all have our clothes on? Can he I just mean, go home at the end of the night? Why does he have to stay the night? I mean. Right. I mean. That's weird. Something that, um, for whatever reason, has actually stuck since the Regency era, and probably not for all men, um, but something that my husband has always done the entire time I've known him. If we are walking somewhere, anywhere, the side, like on a sidewalk, on the street, anywhere, he mm-hmm. makes me walk on the inside, yeah. and he's on the yeah. outside. And I fully recognize <laughs> that is because poop buckets just used to be, like, thrown out of fucking windows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally get it. But every single time he does it, I'm like, you do realize we just walked by a fucking alleyway, right? Like, I could just have been grabbed into the alleyway. You're worried about non-existent poop buckets. And I'm like, rapists hang on the fucking alleyway. <laughs> well, part of it was runaway horses, too, and runaway carriages. Okay, well, none of that exists anymore. I know, but it's kind of sweet. It I never sweet. noticed it until, like... Like I, 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 I didn't know he one. always like he would yank me to like the other side like when we first started dating and I was like what is your issue? <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now I'm sure, and this is no I mean, this is you know no slight against young boys now I'm sure they're not doing it still I'm sure not I don't even know who taught him that like why did he start doing that I have no idea I'll have to ask him. <laughs> hey, why are you gallant? <laughs> Why are you a fucking gentleman? Grow the fuck up. You're so fucking nice. (laughs) Treat me like a skank. It makes no sense. (laughs) Oh. Um, The other thing that I thought was interesting, and this will be the last one. 
Because some of the other ones, I'm like, I don't, they're not that interesting. I mean, besides the note, did you also want to know that people watch pineapples rot? Um, the reason, <laughs> the reason I thought this was interesting is because if you've ever watched, so there was a show on PBS last year. They did a adaptation of uh, Jane Austen's um, Sanderson, and one of her like she didn't finish it uh, before mm. she was she left it um, unfinished when she died. But um, the the big one of the big plot points is the the grandmom gets this pineapple and they're all they're all waiting to see this pineapple unveiled and it's fucking rotten <laughs> yeah but that was a big thing like to if you were high class to have a pineapple like just to a, let it um, rot like yeah pretty much like because you have so much just, money you can just watch food you can watch food spoil to have it on your as a centerpiece was like not so much the rotted one but you did you left it out until it rotted to like Dude. show how wealthy you were Mm-hmm. Oh Christ! Um, the, the last thing was this made me now laugh. people buy million why. dollar watches. That's cool. Well, this you know is people <laughs> visited murder scenes for fun. Um, there really wasn't that much to do in Regency. That period, sounds like something you would do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I fucking do. You that would now. totally do that. Oh, if they hadn't knocked down Gacy's house, I'd be like, where's which one is it? Which I mean, you you are like the queen of the crime drama, oh. <laughs> like real and, crime oh, podcasts. Have, oh my god! And I have a particular, you know, I have a predilection to do once too. I'm like, I don't like ID because they they do all these dramatizations. I don't like. Oh, I don't right, need yeah. this bullshit. Just show me what you've researched. You don't want to do research. You just want to make shit up. No, 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 no. I'll go to Oxygen where they where they appreciate my business. <laughs> Thank you very much. Where they showed me pictures of the real people. I don't oh. need your garbage made up d- dramatizations. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need somebody like <laughs> you found in the, from the Actors Guild to come in and be, you know. It gives me nightmares. Bundy. I can't. Like, I used to watch so much Law and & Order. And then I, I just had to stop. Because I was like, you I, know what? I'm having all the nightmares. <laughs> well, it's really Especially fun. SVU. So, it's just so dark. Oh, well, because these are all sex crimes. Yeah. Like, my, so my mother is obsessed with Law and Order. Like she watches it all the time. And so I, you know, I'll be over and I'll be like, why, why, you know, listening to her, watching it. And I go, so where does, so where is this person gonna find a cadaver? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the places. It's usually near the East River. Yeah, it's oh, and it's always the first two minutes they're gonna find. Mm-hmm. I said, uh oh, is that body gonna be in the uh, the taxi cab? Oh no, is that gonna be in an alley? Oh no, is it just gonna fall out of a closet? Yeah, mm-hmm. under a bridge um, in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually a jogger that comes along. <gasps> yes, it's usually a jogger. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, kids no, who are I like, like out, they're like up to no good. They're supposed to be like on their way to school, but they're just coming home from like whatever the fuck they were doing. Would you say they're causing trouble in the neighborhood? They might be. And they got one little fight, and their mama got scared. <laughs> Said you moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Such a good show. Still. <laughs> oh, man. Um, on that note. We Let's should probably talk about over. the Duke and I. Because buckle the buckle fuck up. up. Buckle up. You guys are going right. to hate us at the end of this. Yep. All right. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. What? <sighs> okay. The rage has overtaken me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, as I said before you guys are probably going to have a different opinion than we do and that's fine you can like a movie you can like a book but we're gonna have a pretty different take than most people 
it's it's mainly like one sticking point that you and I have that ruins the whole fucking book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That literally fucking ruined everything for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So published in tw- or so published in two thousand. Julia Quinn's The Duke and I is is as such. In the ballrooms and drawing rooms of Regency London, rules abound. From their earliest days, children of aristocrats learn how to address an earl and curtsy before a prince, while the dictates of the ton are unspoken yet universally understood. A proper duke should be imperious and aloof. A young marriageable lady should be amiable, but not too amiable. Daphne Bridgerton has always failed at the latter. The fourth of eight siblings in her close-knit family, she has formed friendships with the most eligible man in London. Everyone likes Daphne for her kindness and wit, but no one truly desires her. She is simply too deuced honest for that, too, unwilling to play the romantic games that captivate gentlemen. Amiability is not a characteristic shared by Simon Bassett, Duke of Hastings, recently returned to England from abroad. He intends to shun both marriage and society, just as his callous father shunned Simon through his painful childhood. Yet an encounter with his best friend's sister offers another option. If Daphne agrees to a fake courtship, Simon can deter the mamas who parade their daughters before him. Daphne, meanwhile, will see her profits, prospects, not profits, and her reputation soar. <laughs> Well, maybe profits, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) The plan works like a charm at first, but amid the glittering, gossipy, cutthroat world of London's elite, there is one certainty. Love ignores every rule. Barf. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so fucking angry. Anyhow. (laughs) We'll get angry later. Yeah. Okay, let's start with... Okay, so... I don't know where to start. Where do you start? Start, start, start me up, because I don't know where to start. Well, why don't we uh, look through my notes also? Um, why don't we just go ahead and go right into our compliment sandwiches? Oh. Because then maybe we can, like, say a nice thing mm-hmm. for if you have not listened to other episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We like to do what we like to call a compliment sandwich, which is something nice, like the top bun, <laughs> and then maybe something that we didn't like about it. Um, which, as Ray defined in our first episode, some of those will be grilled <laughs> cheese sandwiches with just like a little bit of negative in the middle. And then others will be like a fucking double-decker cheeseburger. and With a donut. With a donut in it. <laughs> it's from Melt. And then like the bottom bun would be something else that you enjoyed about it. So we'll end on like a positive note and then we'll finish discussions about the book and then we're going to fucking talk about Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to hold the, the TV show for last because yeah, we don't we'll want talk to about put the TV the show same. afterward. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard enough to like keep them separate. Yeah. And FYI, spoilers abound. I'm, yeah. You know, yeah. I hate to say it, but you need to, because we're going to spoil the shit out of this book because I'm going to tell you. It's, um, it's the thing that it's the spoiler in one way is like, in many ways, it's the thing that we hate about the book. Right. So. so, and if you've not watched the show, and if you've not read the book, then unfortunately, you're going to be spoiled. So, we've yeah. said, come back, read it, or whatever, or skip. If you want to skip this yeah. episode, maybe listen to the banter and leave. I mean, but, uh, yeah, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Yeah, every a lot of things are going to be spoiled. Um, it won't be everything, but enough things will be spoiled. Yeah. So, if you care about that, then... 
don't listen for now. Right. And just come back. So this is the first of a, I want to say, well, it's eight. Yeah, eight. Because there's eight kids. Eight part um, book series of the Bridgerton. So the whole family. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the first one, which um, I, I, um, okay, I'll, Compliment sandwich. Yep. You, Compliment you sandwich. You go first. I'll so let you pr- I'll go first. <laughs> okay. All right. So my top bun, I really love the concept. Mm-hmm. I think like this girl next door who is not, like no one's falling in love with her. They, I mean, she's very pretty, but like no one is falling over themselves to propose to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe Anthony, her oldest brother, Anthony, a fun thing about all of the siblings because there's eight of them um how the parents <laughs> named them was literally alphabetical mm-hmm. order so it goes anthony benedict colin daphne eloise francesca francesca oh, i don't know who g is george georgiana is george? no i think it's george and then hyacinth right yeah so anyway i like that so Anthony at one point says his conjecture of why she has not found a husband yet, because of course this is Regency era London. Mm-hmm. Daphne's not allowed to have shit unless she gets married. Um, Anthony's assumption of the situation is that everyone looks at her as a friend, mm-hmm. but no one is looking at her as like marriage material. Right. So along comes Simon, who is like, I literally never want to get married or have children. But, like, all these meddling mamas are all on top of me now that I'm back in London to deal with the fact that my dad died. You know, like, I, I'm i here even though I don't want to be, and I have to deal with my stuff. And all of these women just keep, like, throwing their daughters at me, mm-hmm. and I don't want it. <laughs> so why don't we team up? You'll look more desirable because now a duke is courting you. And I will get the meddling mamas off my back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's fucking perfect. Yes, do that. And the f- but I love that, like, both of them mm-hmm. are so, they're cunning enough to be like, this is a mutually beneficial mm-hmm. relationship. We're going to do this and try to improve both of our lives. And really, it, it was working. And it, they found two good, they were friends. They were building a friendship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm telling you, that first part of this book, I fucking loved it mm-hmm. i loved daphne i loved her interactions with simon um mm-hmm. he just he's up there man so my pro oh, is simon. simon i mean my pro is simon he mm-hmm. is one of the best romantic heroes that i've read because even looking back and i was going through my quotes that i highlighted and i'm like this is such a good guy like just a good guy i mean he's in turmoil when the whole garden scene and he kind of and he doesn't even want to he's like he's really holding himself back from really kind of taking advantage and Mm -hmm. it's so refreshing to not have this you know like this or to have this hero that is there's so much turmoil in him but he just he's just so great he's so great Mm -hmm. I mean he's great he's great all the way through and I think that's a pro Julia you wrote a fantastic fucking hero you did yes God, I love Simon so much. Yeah. I love him. 
and I was surprised. I never thought that I actually would because he sounded on paper. Like even in the description, I was like, "Oh, this sounds like a douche." But right, and he's a rake, and like right. you know, which for those who are not familiar with the genre, a rake is like a playboy, yeah. like someone who is just not interested in mm-hmm. like settling down and getting married yet, and is. <clears throat> just sleeping his way through London. <laughs> do they call them fuck boys now i think they call them fuck boys. yeah i think they call them fuck boys now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah and and but though he though he knows like to be to be a little bit more um gentle and a little bit more cautious because it's his best friend's sister so mm-hmm. but still he's oh yes just, we don't think we mentioned did yeah. we mention that that anthony yeah it's in the room anthony and yeah. simon's okay yeah so anthony and simon are friends um, they were at university together, mm-hmm. um, Oxford or wherever. I forget where they went. Yeah. Um, but uh, they eventually let Anthony in on that mm-hmm. arrangement. Yeah. Which he was still not thrilled about. No. Do you have another pro? No. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll save it for the end. Okay, I have another one, which is I, okay. I might not have anything for the end then. But I do like <laughs> this is um, – <laughs> um, I love that they leave Nigel on the floor after a <laughs> So Nigel is this character that like, he, he's like a, in the book, he's kind of one of those like hapless sort of, I can't, I don't want to say dorks, but he is like, he's like yeah. no one, he's, he's kind of dimwitted too. So like, he's mm-hmm. not finding anybody that's wanting to be with him forever. Let's just say, but he's got his like mindset on Daphne because, mm-hmm. and because in the book, Daphne has had not, like you said, not had too many offers. Mm-hmm. And because while she's pretty, she's still very outspoken and has her own, mm-hmm. you know, sense. So he's like after her. She to... wants a love match. Mm-hmm. Like that's another thing. Yeah. She wants to marry for love. Right. This is not, she doesn't want like some dude she can tolerate for the next, however long they right. live. 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, she wants to be in love with that person. Right. And she does not love Nigel. No. And poor thing. Cause I believe he ends up marrying a Featherington, but they um so he comes he's really trying he's really trying to <laughs> to get her attention and she just like he says something i can't remember what he actually ends up saying to her she just cold or i think he's trying to grab at her and she just cold cocks him yeah she does she down. just fucking punches him he's down and simon catches witnesses this whole inter you know interaction mm-hmm. and he doesn't that's know that's how they meet yeah he doesn't know whether <laughs> to be amused or horrified or a little bit of both but mm-hmm. nigel's just laying on the ground through this whole decision decision of what they're going to do with Nigel yes. <laughs> and it's hysterical because it keep, is because they reference that he keep looking over at him and he's still like just laying there on the floor I think at some point he like tries to talk yes <laughs> he keeps saying marry me Daphne marry me marry me Daphne <laughs> I'm your only She's like, hope what are we gonna do with him <laughs> and they're talking about sticking him in a carriage but just by himself oh, yeah and sending him yep. home mm-hmm. Did they, I don't even remember, did they, like, just leave him in the, because you and I read this, like, a month ago. I know, it's been did, so long. I think that the, I think Simon did end up putting him in a carriage and sent him on his way. <laughs> dragging his <laughs> body out of a carriage. That's right, because she helps him drag him, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think she does. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think she, like, picks apologies. up his feet or something. Yeah. And in the meantime, of course, like, you have to think about, this was, she is not, this is one of the issues I have with the genre in general, is that. Like, women have to be pure and virginal mm-hmm. and, un, like, they're not allowed to be alone with men mm-hmm. other than, like, their brothers and their dads. So, like, she is alone in a hallway 
with Nigel and Simon walks in on her. Right. So like in in theory, Simon could like tell one person and ruin her. Right. Literally just she will have no prospect. She'll be an old spinster. She'll never inherit anything like women had no rights to anything back then. And we were talking like 1800s how, London. How fucking boring is that? That's oh, all you fuck. had to do was just gossip about one. Correct. Like gossip about people and practice the piano. That's <laughs> and, it. and needlework. And needlework. Oh, my God. And languages. I hate it when they're like, <sighs> this is my daughter. She's very accomplished in needlework. Think about the, that part in Pride and Prejudice where, you know, um, Elizabeth, or sorry, Darcy's going on about, like, the accomplishments of all women. They should be, like, musical and no languages mm-hmm. and no philosophy and know how to sew and know how to this and this and this. And she goes, it's amazing to me that you know of 10 such women. Like, yeah. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. All you have to do is fuck and shoot a gun. And that's seriously if you're upper class, like if you're a working person, then whatever. But yeah. So that's my other pro. (laughs) I mean, I'll save one of my pros for the end. I'm Um, sure I'll think it's on a nice note. Yeah. Um, Oh, negatives. I'm going to let you start. I'm going to let you give give. I mean, I would assume a uh, um, combined con because it's going to start going to start. I'll start. Um, I'm going to end up combining quotes as well into I, this okay, because it's demonstrative. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So <laughs> my con is Daphne. Mm-hmm. And here is why. Yep. Okay. So Amen. I loved Daphne until yep. one fucking scene. Yep. And then I hated her for the rest of the book and it was irrevocable. I, mean, I could not come back from it. There was nope. going to be no coming back from it. Nope. We went from like, let me find the quote. Um, she's feisty and like, and funny and generally just like a joy to get to know as a character until like the one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me find, there was this... Uh, so, all right. How this goes is that, like, Daphne and Simon become very good friends, and they start developing feelings for each other, and then they end up, like, starting to make out in the garden, which is very much against the rules. Like, right. that's not allowed to happen. Um, Anthony catches them and is like, you have to marry my sister now. And he is like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. And she is incensed by that. Uh, Anthony challenges him to a duel because that's what, how, as you do in fucking Regency Ireland. <laughs> you got nothing else to do but gossip When you have nothing else other. to do, I guess. And, like, you know, Simon has disgraced his sister by, like, kissing her and taking her boob out in a garden. Okay? So, like... <laughs> taking her boob out. <laughs> just the happened. one. Flopping out that tootie. Just the one. Just pulling that down. So... <laughs> I get, I mean, fine. So now it's like, Anthony's like, I'll meet you at dawn. And Simon's like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm going to have to go fucking duel Anthony, even though he's been my friend for like many years. Uh, But I'm not going to marry his sister. So I guess I'm just going to have to die over it. I mean, like for all, hey, every single straight lady, if you have ever been turned down by someone that you really had feelings for, if he was not willing to, die on a battle like on a dueling field 
I think that's the worst possible way to like <laughs> reject someone. Yeah. I'd literally rather die than marry you. That's right. That's harsh. Right. And not know the backstory as to why. Just like. Correct. Like at this point, Daphne knows nothing yeah. about like why he Just refuses like, to get married or have children. I'd rather take a bullet between the eyes than touch your cooch. Thank yes. You. I mean, Thank that's like, you. well, he would probably touch, want to touch do that. Touch your cooch under the eyes of God. Yes, and, like, resultant in a child. Yeah. So uh, Daphne is like, I can't let this man die, like, on my conscience. Right. Like, he can't die because, like, I, I also wanted to kiss him. Like, he wasn't she assaulting was, yeah, me or anything she, like she that. Was like, she was a willing participant. And as willing participant. Yeah. <sighs> Hello. We're going to fucking talk about him later. Oh, yeah. So uh, Daphne enlists Colin's help. Colin can be your second pro. Colin is amazing. Oh. I love Colin. I cannot wait for his book. I am going to continue reading the series. I cannot wait for Colin's book. So Daphne cons Colin into escorting her to the dueling field, basically. She fucking rides in on like a metaphorical white horse, although it is a horse. I just don't remember what color it is. She fucking rides in, which is a beautiful scene in the show, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. Um, and she is like trying to stop this duel. She does for the moment successfully mm-hmm. successfully stop it but here's this is a quote um this is the i'm i'm gonna say this now because i want to demonstrate the fall from grace that i experienced with this character finally she did the only thing she could think of to delay the duel she punched simon <laughs> in his good eye because side note the previous night anthony had punched him in the other eye so <laughs> that's now, right simon is two fucking black guys uh, simon howled in pain as he I have the same back. one i have the same one <laughs> what the hell was that for fall down you idiot she is yeah <laughs> if he was uh if he was prostrate on the ground anthony couldn't very well shoot him I am certainly not going to fall down. He clutched his eye as he muttered, Good God, being felled by a woman. Intolerable. (laughs) Men, Daphne grunted. Idiots all. She turned to her brothers, who were staring at her with identical shocked expressions of, oh, identical expressions of open mouth shock. What are you looking at? She snapped. Colin started to (laughs) clap. Anthony smacked him in the shoulder. Might I have one? tiny single ever so brief moment with his grace she asked half the words mere hisses colin and benedict nodded and moved away anthony didn't move daphne glared at him i'll hit you too (laughs) and i love that like that this is where i was like loving daphne oh yeah she's funny she's spunky she's hysterical she's fast fucking forward yep Mm -hmm. they end up getting married because she on the dueling ground, like, cons him into it. She's like, someone saw us go into the garden. I'm going to be ruined. Mm-hmm. So I just need you to marry me. And he's like, I can't give you children. That's not going to happen. And he knows that that is a sticking point for her, that she really wants children. And that's so why he he's le- willing to kill himself. Yes. Like, he is truly trying to save her yeah. by saying, I can't marry you because I cannot give you what you want. And I want you to be happy. I care about you so much that I will die on this freaking dueling field because I want you to have what you want out of life. I know you want to have a lot of children because you love having a big family. Mm -hmm. So they end up getting married uh, because she cons him into it. 
accepts that she will never have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, like two weeks, literally two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I kid you, that's it. That's yep. all. That's however long they're married for. Yep. When and she's married uh, quickly. She's, she's fucking in love at this point. In yeah. love. Yes. And and so is he. I mean, I don't think he's willing to admit that at he, that juncture. He burns to her. Yeah. But I, was that in the book, though? Uh, yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. Shit. I like tried to find that today and I couldn't find it. Um, so at any rate, they get married. It's only been like two weeks. She discovers the reasoning for like why he refuses to get, why he didn't want to get married and why he refuses to have children. Why might as well spoil it. Yeah. Which, which is because he doesn't want his, the only thing that his dad wanted, the former Duke of Hastings, he was so adamant about being able to carry on the Hastings line, which of course is through blood. So he had to have a son. You can't have a daughter because daughters aren't allowed to fucking inherit anything in Regency or England. So he finally has this son after his wife has like five stillborn, stillbirths and miscarriages and stuff. Except that Simon had a severe stutter as a child and was unable to speak. Mm-hmm. It took him years to overcome it. When he fi- his in the meantime, his father disowned him, refused to acknowledge that he existed. Mm-hmm. Um, when he ca- overcame the stutter, he tried to confront his father. It didn't really go well. And then he and his father, like, never spoke again. Um, that's treated differently in the show, which we can get to later. But um, he swore, he made a vow to himself that he would discontinue the Hastings line because it was so important to his father. So he decided that he would never marry and he would never have children. So he's already broken his business. one of the, his rules. Yes. So now he's already broken one rule. He's already gotten married. He has told her, I cannot give you children. Now, Daphne interprets this as he physically cannot have children. Right, which which is funny because her she lack thinks he's of, impotent. Yeah. Her lack of education in the sexual realm. How she, she knows literally nothing. She knows nothing. How she would have extrapolated that he can't have children blows my mind. Because I'm like, you literally don't know how sex works. How she literally didn't know how babies were made. No. I mean, literally, I mean, somebody could have told her that a stork brought him and she'd be like, oh, OK, cool. Like, right. And I, that is not a reason I don't like. Her. No, that's no, 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 times like I get I that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, but she discovers that it's not a matter of can't. It's a matter of won't. Right. They get into a huge fight about it because she figures it out. Um, he leaves. He goes and gets fucking drunk at a bar and like gets in a fight with someone. Comes home finds that she has moved out of his chambers and is in the Duchess's chambers, which was, like, very common back then, mm-hmm. but the two of them had been sharing a room. Mm-hmm. She refused to open the door. Eventually, she does, and he's drunk, and she's like, fucking just sleep it off in my bed. Well, as sometimes happens, sexy times begin to happen in the middle of the night. Can't judge it. That's fine. No, I mean, natural. Natural. It happens. Um, however... The issue that I have <laughs> is that, so, at Regency era London, there are no condoms. That's not a thing. There's no birth control. Right. Like, that's... Leading up to this, every time he was coming, he would come on the bed or wherever yes. he was, like... He would pull out yeah. and... Yeah. He wouldn't come bed. in her. Yeah. Correct. So, as we know, terrible method of birth control. In Correct. fact, it's not birth control. No. So, for anyone, that's not birth control. No. Just so no. you... That's... That's not a good method. No, no. The pill, IUDs, condoms. 
patches. Yeah, we're all about like shots. Yeah, yeah. We're a pro sex, pro healthy sex podcast. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We are. Yeah. Uh, please be safe. Yeah. And use whatever method of birth control is suitable for you yeah. and your lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes. So anyway, uh, he's been pulling out because condoms don't exist, and um, which I do have. They actually do exist. What are they like? So skin ones or whatever. So I read, I read in Amanda Quick because <laughs> that's what I've been doing <laughs> recently. It was like 1870, but it had been around for a while. Is because I looked it up. I was like, he was using condoms, and they were around. Hmm. So I mean, but it was at that point, like 1830. I would assume this is supposed to be. Um, yeah. It wouldn't have been as popular. Probably just very beginnings of using condoms. But yes, they were around. Um, they were probably but not probably not like, like you couldn't thin. just like go to fucking CVS and pick up a <laughs> the Regency <laughs> Giant CVS Lay CVS or yeah ye old CVS <laughs> shop CVS spelled S H O P P E yeah uh-huh, exactly with the two P yep mm-hmm. yeah no but they were probably if I remember if like history my history of reading this <laughs> is it's like they were thicker. But um, the ones in, like, the later part of the 19th century were actually thin, closer to what we use now. Um, but they and they were also disposable. You could also wash them and reuse them. Oh, which Because they were extremely expensive. A lot of men did. I bet did, they were. Yeah, a lot of men just reused them because it was oh. sheep gut. I was going to say, like, I remember mm-hmm. from, like, sex ed classes and stuff that there you can technically still get, like, not – because some people have a latex allergy. Yeah. You can get, like – non-latex condoms mm-hmm. yeah so but still he there was no no talk about that in there correct so the only method of birth control was just pulling out pulling out and- so she figures this out they have this huge fight he goes out gets drunk come back sexy times begin happening um i don't want to read it because i it, it's angering it's angering and i can't my own personal issues i don't want to read it out loud do you, you want me to read it no i don't even want to hear it okay. but i'll just i did highlight it so i'll just say what happens is she gets on top because it allows for more control and will not let him pull out forces him to come inside her for the express purpose of hoping that she gets pregnant i mean it's not like Right. It's this wasn't like a... An act of revolt. This was... Well, it was an yes. act of revolt, but, but this was not like making... It was... She wanted to get pregnant to prove a point. Right. She says she would not lose him. She would not lose him this time. She would not lose this chance. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Fuck, Fuck you. Fuck you, Daphne. And really, like, the bottom line to the, for me in this is that like you have now sexually assaulted him because he does not want this. Right. And you are... A, he is still inebriated and is now, like, uninhibited mm-hmm. to some degree. But then when he realizes what has happened, he flips out. Can I can I read the two yeah, things that bother me? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Simon, question. That's a question. Simon, Daphne said, hurrying to his side. Her voice grew panicked. Simon, say something. She reached out to touch his arm, but he threw her off. Don't touch me, he exploded. She shrank back. I guess there are still some things you can say, she said in a small voice. And then I go back. And then all of a sudden he says, this is where I broke. Don't come near me. 
jabbing his finger at her as he yanked on his trousers. You did this. Did what? Simon, stop this. What did I do that was so wrong? You wanted me. You know you wanted me. This, he pointed, he burst out pointing at his throat. Then he pointed towards her abdomen. That. Then, unable to bear the sight of her any longer, he stormed from the room. This is fucking rape, guys. This is rape. Yeah, it is. I have that highlighted also in red because I didn't want to, like, think, oh, this is a passage I enjoyed. No. It was like, no, this is a fucking trigger. Like, get away from this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, this is... I'm like, gonna... for anyone who has ever watched was... an episode of Law & Order SVU, <laughs> like, you wanted me, you know you wanted me. Like, how many survivors of sexual assault have heard that said to them? What were you wearing? What were you wearing? How much did you have to drink? Right. Right. Were you asking So for he this? is inebriated, and she is taking advantage of this. And then is not allowing him, like, he has the presence of mind to be like, I need to pull out. I, I don't want this. And she does not allow him to remedy that situation. This is not right, guys. I don't. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. I don't care how much you want to make it. People want to gloss it up to say, oh, but they're in love and he comes out the other side of it. No, 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 no. This is not. This is not right. And the ends do not justify the means. Anybody who's a sexual assault survivor will say it doesn't matter what excuses that people are going to, you know, those who are on either side are going to make. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't mm-hmm. make it right. It doesn't make. OK, so you had too much to drink in a bar. Doesn't make it right. Right. How many times were you did you have too much too much to drink in a bar and nothing happened to you? Right. Because, like, you were lucky that night or, like, you, and by that I mean, like, you were not surrounded by dudes who had no respect for your boundaries. Right. And this, this is your spouse that you're falling yes, in love like, with. like, you were supposed to, like, respect and cherish this person more than anyone else. You trust them. Right. Like, so we have gone, that to me is, like, the falling of Daphne and... Then her, like, the final act of what she does to try and, like, like, con a child out of him is what killed me. Like, I loved her. We go from, like, her punching Simon in order to save his life to, like, I am going to knock myself up. And I had said, like, I was talking to my husband about it, and he had a very interesting take on it. I almost asked him to come and, like, talk about it on the podcast. Um, His take from the book was this is a storyline that is not often discussed in books Mm -hmm. and perhaps that is a good thing on some level that we are then having the discussion and to that end yes but also I was like yes sweetheart I love you and I respect you but if you were to like not if I told you like I don't want children and you like told me you were going to pull out and you didn't mm-hmm. you have assaulted me exactly. like that i mean which he entirely agreed with he was totally on board with that but he was also like male sexual assault is not discussed as much and there's so much taboo around it right. that like maybe it's good that it's in a book so that people will talk about it and he would have a valid point mm-hmm. he does have a valid point he does but people are not talking about it enough and that is the part that like infuriates me and we will get more into that in Bridgerton because right. it's treated differently in the show and if there were attrition if there were attrition yes. from her but I want to read another mm-hmm. quote which Please fucking pissed me off so hard so then we have 
As she waited for her maid to return, Daphne touched her abdomen, gazing down at herself with gentle reverence. Fuck you, Daphne. Closing her eyes. Fuck you, Daphne. Closing her eyes, she set up a prayer. Please, God, please, she begged. Let there be a child. She might not get another chance. Here it is. She wasn't ashamed of her actions. She supposed she should be, but she wasn't. So, right there, that should be her redemption, and it's not. She gets right. no attrition for what she did. So I'm she sorry. She never apologizes. She never apologizes. It is then back on Simon, who then comes to his quote-unquote senses. But he leaves. Right. He's the bigger party and fucking leaves because he's like, you're a crazy bitch. And mm-hmm. guess what? He's fucking right. Yeah, he is. I mean, he goes to like one of his other properties for like a month or something. Yeah, and he says it's a while. He says if your if your you know quest was successful, please if let your me know. Attempts at conception were successful. It just happens to be up on my Kindle right yeah. now. Yeah, my steward will give you my direction should you need it. He doesn't even say where he's going. No, he's just like he's like I'm out, bitch. Yep, yeah. oh, you fucking rape me. Peace out. And part of me wants. Okay, so this is like we we talked about it before the show. V and I talked about it. Like, it is 2000, so we're trying to understand, but at the same yes. time, like... It, that was 20 years ago. It was 20 years we, ago. We were talking before we started recording that, like, in order to fully appreciate art, we think it's important to take it in the context of the time in which it was created. Mm-hmm. So, like, the example that I had said was, like, the show Friends has a lot of homophobic jokes in it. Um in 2004 to 2014 when that show was on the air it was wait no that was 94 to 2004 yeah yeah yeah. it was like that was different Mm -hmm. you know like i mean i'm not i'm not saying it's excusable i'm just saying that at the time those jokes were not the way that we perceive them now right you wouldn't make a show with those jokes now but literally 25 years ago you did right so In order to, like, appreciate that that show still, mm-hmm. you kind of have to just let that go. So in that spirit, looking at this, like, back in the year 2000, 20 years ago, I'm not sure many readers would have looked at this as assault. I don't know. I mean, I was reading historical romance, but, and if I had read this one, I'd be like, Ugh. I think I still would have been, like, although... Like, cringy. Although, I mean, we also, like like we've said before, we carry the experiences we've had in our life. So That's true. Like Maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't have. I don't, I don't know. I can't really say. I can't say yes or no. I mean, although I have to say, like, okay, so I'm just using, like, parallels. I never cared for it. I still don't. Wuthering Heights. People love it. I don't fucking care for it. I don't like it. I remember I had to read it once. I was like, this fu- this woman's a fucking bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, I felt so bad. Was it Heathcliff? I'm like, fucking uh-huh. find somebody else, dude, because she sucks. Find someone better. Right? And so I, I, part of me thinks that I probably would still have the same view I do now. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I If I would have read this in the year 2000, like, I would, I'm such a different person than I was I was in high school when yeah. this came out. I mean, so like, I pro- I probably would have viewed it differently. Maybe not though. Maybe not. I don't know. I can't. I can't answer that. I think at this point, like the Me Too movement has happened, and I think if you are doing any kind of self reflection, um, I hope that that has that hearing the experiences of so many women, I would venture to guess most women 
have been harassed or assaulted in some way. Yeah. And the the whole one in four statistic is entire fucking bullshit. And if you don't believe that, I'm I will happily discuss with you for a solid hour why you're wrong, because women don't report it. Yep. So I think if you look at it this way in this time in the year 2021 thank you god 2020 you have passed but like it's different now and through the book I was more able to kind of get past it because you hear it from Simon's person I'm not saying I forgive it I'm not saying it's excusable at all but I was able to finish the book and still love Simon. I still didn't oh, like Daphne. Yeah. I still didn't want her to get like oh, everything my she ever wanted I didn't, in life. I was like, if she gets pregnant, I'm throwing this book out the fucking window. Spoiler alert, she was not pregnant from that. Yeah, she thought God. she was, but she was not. Um, but they did go on to they have like, like four kids, children. Yeah, or, like, yeah, they had quite a few. I, I think five every actually. Minute. I was like, you fuck you. You don't, you don't get to have a happy ending. Right. Like it angered me. I mean, it, it only, I don't know. I, I was able to finish reading the book as opposed to just being too angry yeah. to do so. Yeah. Um, by thinking, like, this was written 20 years ago. And at the time, like, maybe things were different. But the it, show, I feel entirely fucking different about. Which we'll we will get to. In mere moments. Maybe. But my, my one thing for you is to say is, they fucking knew this mm-hmm. when they picked the series. Mm-hmm. And yes. that blows my mind. Of all the Regency historical romances, you pick the one where you have a problematic first book. Yes. Yes. A problematic first book that, like, and that's my issue is that, like, you're making that in the year 2020. You are past the Me Too movement. Right. Shonda Rhimes. I am a major Shonda Rhimes fan. Huge. I've watched. I'm behind on Grey's Anatomy. um, But, like, I watched all of Scandal, Private Practice. I love Shonda Rhimes as a showrunner. Mm-hmm. She's an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. I will never forgive her for killing Derek, ever. That was not necessary. Well, that's the other the thing, show though, should so have She didn't write it. She's a producer. But still, but still I, her yes. name's all the fuck over but it. Her name is all the fuck over it. And Grey's Anatomy, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, did, did an episode entirely centered around domestic and sexual violence. That literally, I mean, that, Ray, that fucking episode broke me. I mean, I sat on my couch and sobbed for an entire, like, through the whole episode and then for a solid half an hour afterward. And when my husband came upstairs, he looked at me and was like, who died? I mean, like, why is my wife, like, a broken shell of a human, like, surrounded by tissues, sobbing? Yeah. And it was because I had just watched, like, the story arc was so intense and triggering and like I I have a hard time seeing like Shonda you made that and then you made this right right and I don't understand like how you knew you knew it was coming I don't well the only okay, thought so, I, well and we can save this let me let me let's table this for the <laughs> yeah let's table this for for the, the so TV much show. rage dear listeners I mean yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot I can go into, and I don't want to really bring my own personal, but I have personal history, so I'm like, I'm automatically on edge. I'm automatically bringing anger to this because yes. of a same, personal same. experience. Absolutely. So same. those points, I'm like, and the fact is like, 
Anywho, so yes, that is, I, I want to say, I don't have too many other cons because that's that, the biggest fucking one. That one to me is one. just, yeah, it's, it literally ruined the book for me. Yeah, I mean, there, I was, and I even, because you were ahead of me in the book, and I said, mm-hmm. does she do anything redeemable? And you said, not really. And I read through it, I'm like, she doesn't. She fucking doesn't. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. There's not even like a, a come to Jesus like, moment. Nothing. No. She doesn't even apologize. Oh my gosh, no, I've doesn't. got a quote. Hold on. There is a quote. Oh my God, it makes me so angry. Um. Right after this, dear listeners, I promise we will talk about one more positive thing and then give our ratings and then we will discuss the show. And I, I found it earlier and of course I can't find it again because I highlighted all this so stuff. Annoying. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I've highlighted it oh, all. Oh, here also. it is. His eyes met hers. I didn't like what you did. But that wasn't why you left, she persisted. There was a beat of silence and he said, it wasn't why I left. Yes, it fucking was. Yes, it was. It was why you left. She sexually assaulted you. Yes, it was why you left. She, like, because he says that it's because she started, he started stuttering. He puts it back on himself. Yeah, he does. I just. Which, like, I understand. (laughs) From a victim's standpoint, I understand that then you blame yourself. Yep. And, like, you. It's because I did this. It's because I did that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you question everything you did. Yes, absolutely. Did. Every single decision you made that mm-hmm. night, you yep. question it. You question, is it my fault? But and he he says that he resents her because uh, Simon discusses early on in the book that um, he, when he gets angry, his stutter starts to come out. Mm-hmm. And so he was so angry with her that he started stuttering in front of her oh. and blamed her for the stuttering. And that was heartbreaking it's i mean absolutely just like, heartbreaking it was so fucking terrible and it's something we'll get there but like they didn't go into that in the no. show i mean his stutter is very There's, is barely discussed yeah barely which is like that is that's the whole point that's the whole point of this book right like, and like i think there's literally he stutters one time after it happens one think about it and then he if he didn't have the stutter there would be no book because right. he wouldn't have been disowned Right. Like, he wouldn't have the the need for character development. Right. Because I think, you and I had talked about this, like, to me, what I was hoping would happen was that his character arc would be realizing that he is not doing himself any favors mm-hmm. by punishing his dead father. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. he is not, he is, and she says this at one point, um... That he is denying himself happiness and joy and good things that come from having children, which is something she wants so badly because she's only ever known, like, having tons of siblings. She looks at that and she's like, you're denying yourself a true joy in life because of a man who was hateful. And dead. and, And dead. Like, what, I mean, and there, she has an entirely valid point. But the thing is, I fully believe that if he loved her and she loved him, and if they would have... she's told him at this point that she loves him. If if she would have just, like, stayed the course Mm -hmm. and allowed him to realize, like, oh, hey, being married doesn't suck. Right. It's not that bad. I love my wife. Look how lucky we are to be such good friends Mm -hmm. that, like, maybe 
having a baby would not be the end of the world. Right. I think he would have come around. And I oh, think agreed. that would have been a better character arc for him to realize that, like, getting revenge on his dead father is not helpful right. to anyone. Like, it's right. not – that's not serving him. All that's doing is perpetuating, like, the feelings of hatred and resentment in his heart that don't need to be there. Right. So letting him, like, as a character make peace – with his past and with his dead dad mm-hmm. and all, oh also we haven't mentioned this but his mom died in childbirth yeah so like he had no parents he was raised by like a governess yeah um, who you know helped him work past yes. his stutter and everything like yes that. yeah um so anyway that's <sighs> we can wrap up the cons because god knows we're going to come back to when we talk about the show yeah i mean do um, we want to move do we want to talk about quotes i mean we gave a lot of quotes i mean we I already kind of gave them i want to give one though because okay. um, this is my this is my bottom bun um simon is my bottom bun oh as like a general just simon um i knew you would also say simon but one <laughs> thing in particular that he does like made me just swoon so um, when he comes to call on her, like, the first time, um, after I think they've made the arrangement, he comes to call on her the next day, and there's, like, four other suitors there. Like, no. <laughs> and she's so giddy because she's, terrible like, terrible poetry. <gasps> yes. Like, she's super giddy because there's, like, four eligible bachelors yeah. there to, like, woo her, yeah. and one of them fucking wrote poetry for her, and, like, who cares if it was bad, right? Mm-hmm. So he rolls up. Uh, which he wasn't even going to do because he's not used to this. Like, he's never courted anyone before. But Simon rolls up with flowers. Mm-hmm. As and, a good boyfriend um, would do. As any good suitor would do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he hands them. Like, Daphne assumes they're for her. But he hands them to her mother, mm-hmm. Violet. And um, says, here, these are for you. For me. Violet's mouth fell open in surprise, and a strange little breathy sound escaped her lips. Are you certain? Because I... She looked over to Daphne, and then at Simon, and then finally back to her daughter. Are you certain? Absolutely. Mm. Violet blinked rapidly, and Daphne noticed that there were actually tears in her mother's eyes. No one, ga- no one ever gave her flowers, she realized. At least not since her father had died ten years earlier. Violet was such a mother. Daphne had forgotten that she was a woman as well. I do tell or the TV show and the book. I love Violet. I love her. I love yeah. her. Yes, love her. Violet is like I, I. I do love what they did with her character in the show, also mm-hmm. because there are some moments in the show that I think really like. There's a quote that I will that I'll say when we get to the to that part. But like, oh my god, just Simon bringing fucking flowers to Violet. He doesn't even have a mom to like No, to tell him what's right and not not right. Right. Like he didn't have a mother figure who was like, hey, you should really bring the mom flowers. I can tell you this much right now. It well, I don't really love flowers. I'm not gonna lie, because they just die. But like here's so comparable if my daughter's like prospective boyfriend person one day comes to my house and brings me fucking sharpies i will be like can i bake you some fucking cookies bro like bro yeah yeah i might put in a good fucking word for you yeah yeah you've gained some points bitches you've gained some points i still don't like you but you've gained some points i have one quote that and it kills me because it's the very end and 
It's after they have like 14 children. <laughs> and a million children. Yeah. Um, you, Simon, Arthur, Fitzrandolph Bassett, are a very good father. Bitch, you should have let him to fucking figure that out. Right. That was his decision to that make. That was his decision. You to took make. it away from him. All right, let's get the food. Of, I can't. Okay, so my bottom bun is fucking Penelope. Fucking love Penelope. FYI, oh, yeah. that's the book I started with in this series, so it's the fourth book. I love Penelope. I she's love great. I love her. And there's yeah. just like a couple hints of Penelope in this book, but because she's such a delight, I just was like, you know, she's a pro. She's a pro in my book. Yeah, um, I do love that they made her like a bigger part of the show. I do too. I do too. Because the character, the character is cool. The character I like is her funny a lot. and cute, and yeah. just um, she's so refreshing because she is not. She's like kind of the opposite of um, of Daphne. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so now we get to some stunt casting, Baldur's bitch. Oh, yeah. um, See, this is so stunt casting is hard for me at this point because now Bridgerton exists. I and know. Like I can't. To me, they're all the Bridgerton cast now. I did find some other people because I was like, okay, okay, tell me about the other people. Because for me, Regent Page is oh, just well, he's like, beautiful. But I was like, okay, he will be Simon forever. If I had to, to go by and what also, the description in the book, put was. him on my spank naughty list. Oh god, he's already on mine. I'll put him on yours. What? Fuck. Oh god, that man is beautiful. God, he's so uncomfortably attractive. I could literally I talk about how sexy right he is for two hours. I really could. God, like, he's amazing. I could talk about his butt for about an hour and a half. We saw his butt so many times. I timed it. I timed it <laughs> so one time. I was like, times. how long am I watching his butt? Because I enjoy um, every second of it. I texted you um, at one point when I was like, I knew I, I had to pause when I got to like their wedding reception because I just knew mm-hmm. from talking to people that like the next episode and a half was just going to be all sex. sex. And I was like, I can't like be in the middle of working out and like be just, like, I told you, your hands would get sweaty head. and you'd drop a weight on yourself. Drop fucking 50 pounds on my head. So I was like, I'm going to have to wait until like Saturday night. I'll watch like the, all of that part. I'll just go all the way yeah. through it. Which I did. And at one point my poor I was like dear husband I'm gonna basically watch porn for the next like hour and 15 minutes so <laughs> like Softcore. y'all Softcore just porn. go like downstairs and do whatever you like go into the basement to your man cave and like do your thing this is where he was watercoloring yes so he fucking comes upstairs <laughs> he's been like messing with some watercolors my husband is a really good artist um like really excellent truly he actually designed our logo so if you like it that's my baby now he came up at like when I first hit play and like showed me this watercolor that he'd been working on, which is really beautiful. I love you, babe. Um, <laughs> like a few minutes later, he comes upstairs in the middle of like Simon and Daphne are going at it like outside. His ass is like on oh. full display. And like he walks And it's like thrusting, thrusting, lots of thrusting. He like stopped with like these wide eyes and then like started laughing and like looked down. So when I looked at him and I went, Are you bringing me another fucking watercolor? (laughs) (laughs) He was just like, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. It's one of those. The one podcast I listen to always talks about like parents walking in on sex. He's going, What are you watching? (laughs) That's essentially what happened. He just walks in. He's like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" And I was like, "What did I tell you? I told you I was basically gonna be watching porn." There's so much like, sex. I can smell hour. it. 
gross. <laughs> Smell-o-vision. Ugh. So I'm sorry, but like all of my stunt casting is now just the cast. Like okay, I can't. So I, I had to like cut myself off and then went by what was in the book. Because I was like, I know. So Simon is, is indicated to be blonde. That's what he is. He has blonde kind of curly-ish hair. So I went with, or not even curly-ish, but blonde hair. I went with Dan Stevens. I have from, to pull up our, did you put him on the Pinterest board? I didn't yet. Um, Dan okay, we did create a Pinterest with our spank naughty list and our stunt cast. Well, you know Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens is from um, Downton Abbey. He's <gasps> Matthew? Oh, Matthew. Yes, Matthew. He was also the beast in Beauty and the Beast. He was. Um, and the other one that I Got found okay, I see it. is James Norton, who I'm sending over to you right this second so you can um, copy image address. There we go. I'm sending it in the chat. There you go. We are um, socially distanced from each other. Yeah, we're not in the, we're not the same room. Oh, my God. Is he not, Simon? Available. I'm not actually available, but he's hot. Um, and he's playing, I mean, I think that's from um, War and Peace. Yeah. I, that's what I picture. So um, I see it. So Daphne, I actually have Daisy Ridley. Who played Ray in Star Wars? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Um, and then I have Anthony as Michael Fassbender. Because <laughs> I would like to see Matt, Michael Fassbender get into those breaches again. Because he was in Jane Eyre, and oh my God, they look good yeah. at him. Mm. 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 I can um, see it. Penelope. I um, I have, cause that's the only other one I, cause I was like, Colin is like in the between, cause in my brain, he's, he's got, he's the one who has curly hair and he's blonde. Um, right. but I have, um, this woman who, when I send you the picture, I don't know if you'll know her or not. Um, her name is Daniel McDonald, Danielle McDonald. Oh, she looks familiar. Why do I know She her? was in Dumplin'. With. Oh yes, she's Australian. So I loved that movie. Yeah, I did too. Um, but I was like, that is a perfect Penelope because Penelope should be a yeah. little heavier. Uh-huh. Although, like by her book, she's lost a lot of weight, but still, she's pretty. Like she's redhead, and she's got like um, she's a little heavy on the heavier side. Um, so I thought that was like that was perfect. I was like, hey, and she's mm-hmm. adorable. Mm-hmm. Like and also being Australian, she could she do a British adorable. accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, excellent work. Hey, thanks. One of us came to the table with it. Me, oh, I'm man. just like because once I started reading the book, like I've already seen the cast list. Right. I like it. So then when I, I mean, I understood that like the Bridgerton cast list is is much more diverse than like it oh, would have been. In I wouldn't even. England. I wouldn't even had the, the the thought of who to put in with. I mean. No, but I'm glad they did it that way. I mean, oh, I well, me too. It. Me too. I love that they did it. I was just also, going by Lady Dansbury. It's like. Absolutely amazing. Oh fuck! I heard her her fucking Danbury? Cockney Danbury. accent. Yeah, her fucking Cockney accent. Everything so much. Her fink. I was like, oh my god, I love it. I fucking love it. Um, that's outside of she does the very posh British accent when yes, she's on the course. show. But she's very proper. Proper. Um. So next is our reading system. Eggplants and hearts. Eggplants and hearts, bitches. Do you want to start? Okay, so eggplants are first, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go four just because of all the times <laughs> Simon comes on shit. <laughs> that's not, he does. He just that's comes not her on, vagina. Like, the sheets everywhere that are not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because the sex scenes while though i'm gonna say like as we just said bridgerton the television show is probably a five um for (laughs) it's pretty sexual like they do they Mm -hmm. they do have and what i liked the one thing i did like about it is um is 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 he makes sure that she's good to go before he's just shoving it in so yeah that's me what's but what about you staircase scene um i i gave it a three um mainly and maybe that's colored by the 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 amount of like contemporary romance that i've been reading lately Mm -hmm. um but something that um that i will say is with regency era romance it's so like and it's pretty demonstrative in the show also that like you're not allowed to touch each other and like women are wearing gloves so like skin to skin contact is very forbidden yeah and so it's really like that's got to be exhilarating as shit yeah you know like the first time i mean think about like when you're you're first starting to get interested in like member like whoever you're interested in whether you're interested in men or women or non-binary people whatever like the first time that you like hold hands with a person or like they brush against you accidentally you know like that that's kind of how i envision all of that yeah Yeah, like in every single regency era romance that i read that's what i think about is like that very early on the way you feel when like your crush touches you yeah in an innocent way even oh yeah 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 it like sends shocks up your arm, you know. Yeah. Like it's just it's so different. But that's how I envision this because they're not allowed to touch each other. Yeah. So like, no wonder you just like it, things escalated quickly where you're making out in a freaking garden. Mm. But like, and flopping your tit out. Yeah, of course. Whopping that tit. But I don't know. I gave it like a, a safe middle of the road, like a three. I don't know what to give for hearts. I really don't. No, it's so difficult. Because I also gave it a three. Because if you separate, like, if I take that out, yeah, then it's romantic to me that, like, these these two people became friends. Yeah. And then, but did have feelings for each other and then did fall in love. How about if I break it up? So first part of the book, four. Yeah. Second part of the book, two. Yeah. I, that's fair. Yeah. All right. That's kind of how I landed on three. Was like, yeah, that's probably right. Let's you know. talk about this fucking TV show. Oh, my God. Okay, so the TV show, um, there are there are plenty of deviations from the book, which is understandable mm-hmm. because you're talking about, like, an eight-part series out of, like, a 350-page. I forget how many pages the book is, but, like, you got to take some liberties. you got to add some stuff. Otherwise, you're not going to have eight hours of television. Mm-hmm. You just won't. Right. Um, on average, I think most of the episodes were, like, 40 or 45 minutes. But about I that, think a couple yeah. were, like, an hour. Yeah. Um, the finale was, like, an hour and 15 minutes. So, um I understand they take some liberties, which is cool. Um, I didn't mind that. Um, I I liked a lot of what they did. I really did. The show it was is beautiful. beautiful. It is it beautiful. Is, it is just like aesthetically pristine. It's gorgeous. I mean, it, the costumes are amazing. The scenery is gorgeous. The coloring is incredible. Yeah. Like casting just is amazing. amazing. Casting is amazing. Yes. I love it the diverse cast. Is. I love mm-hmm. it. I love that the queen is black. Like, I don't know if they, um, because I've, 
so Ray has read more of the books than I have. I've only read the first one. Mm-hmm. I plan on reading more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, I don't know if like the queen isn't nearly as involved. She's not at all in any of the okay. books. Okay, no. But something that they added to the show was more involvement of the queen and the fact that her husband, the king, has like dementia. Alzheimer's yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or has dementia of mm-hmm. some kind. There's some sort yeah. of like cognition issue. Who there. he's a big known actor in. Um, Oh gosh, like a lot of romance, uh, like I want to say Merchant Ivory sort of um, productions and uh, all kinds. Of, so he's a very well known British actor. I can't yeah. think of his name right now. <laughs> <laughs> we could look it up on IMDb. Yeah. Um, so that's, cool. that's that guy. Yeah, yeah. Right, yes. And you don't see him for like a long time. No, until and like whenever, the very end, yeah. Yeah, like the last, I don't know, three or four episodes. Mm-hmm, you don't, mm-hmm. like, for at least half the series, you don't even see him. Right. And he's kind of, like, suspiciously absent. Like, I was and kind of like, why is like, the queen doing everything? Well, and, and you're, and, like, wondering where he is and what he's doing. And then, like, whenever a servant comes in. And her response and mentions is like. Her husband, her, it, did he die? Yeah, right. I was like, what a Literally. dick. But then I know. I was like, like oh, but mm-hmm. then when they actually see them together, it's like, she's trying to steal herself for when he does pass away. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, um. She's not uncaring. You do right. think she's, like, very cold, but that's actually not it. Yeah. Um, she does do uh, coke, though. Yeah, she does. Oh, my God. I remember texting you and being like, um, I'm sorry, excuse did I just see the queen, like, sniff coke off of a mirror? Like, Which, that was really popular back then. I mean, you know, I guess as you do. One of the things I didn't tell you in the, uh, the history of the Regency area is that everyone was fucking addicted to opium. So... I'm not surprised by that. What else you got to do? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Besides gossip and learn the fucking piano. Snort rails, man. Ugh, it's a way to destroy your brain cells. Um, it's very beautiful. They they uh, include a lot of Anthony in yeah. the first season, and, which and Benedict. <laughs> yes, um, and it's very and Eloise really. I mean, yeah. like all of them, Eloise. which I love because God, I fucking love Eloise. They um, I understand like they're setting up upcoming seasons you mm-hmm. know like we're pretty sure there's going to be a season two yeah um which is anthony's book yeah. so um we'll get to that i'm excited about reading anthony's book um i love i did you, love it you really like kate mm-hmm. so i'm interested in that um and you love the colin book so i'm also interested <sighs> in that and in the epilogue actually colin shows up so if you read the epilogue, you have like a spoiler to book four. And Colin um, is away for a sec, book two and three. Like he is globetrotting. He's so traveling. It'll be and interesting you, and, to see what they do with his, his storyline. Yes. And at the end of the show, you like in the final, mm-hmm. in the final scenes, you see that Colin is leaving. He's yeah. going to Greece first, I think, or wherever. Which I have um, a feeling they'll just show him in Greece or globetrotting. That would make sense. I like mean, writing to his family. And, so that way he's not left anything. out completely. Yeah. And people like two years from now going, who the fuck is who this is Colin again? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it lasts that long, probably will, because it's still a Shonda Rhyme show. Well, that and I mean, the, it has... It, it was had a very popular following. Yes. Um, so I think they're just trying to question as to what they're going to do with COVID as how to film it. Yeah. How to um, proceed. Which I think a lot of shows are doing. Um, yeah. Unless you're like Tyler Perry who has a compound and he just brings people in and you stay for two weeks and do the shooting that you need to do and stay in your compound. And I mean, if it works, like, I mean, the right. NBA had their bubble or whatever, you know? Like, right. Um, but um, I, that I have, I mean, I echo the same re, um, 
responses with that. It was beautiful. Um, I know I didn't so much care for the modern music being played by string orchestra. You liked it. I didn't care. I liked it. I didn't care for it. It it took me out. That's fine. I mean, yeah, I can can absolutely see. Because then when I heard it, I was like trying to figure out what popular song it was. Right. But I did love that Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams was used a lot. I knew you would. Yeah, I knew you would. And that's a beautiful rendition. And I don't know her, but I am willing to guess that she loves that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, because you're getting... She wouldn't have given her blessed... Like, she had to give... Getting a bigger audience. I mean, she just needs it. But but even then, like, I'm willing to... I'm willing to bet that she just enjoyed that version of it. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I did like is... And I'm echoing what you said is I loved the Colin and Penelope stuff. I loved it. Just because I loved them so much. And and part Mm -hmm. of me is because, like, Penelope is such a... She's such a great character. She... But the one thing I did not fucking like is that they brought they they told you who lady whistledown is and lady yeah. whistledown is not revealed into book four so which i mean i had an inkling like i thought that that mm-hmm. it was possible we can we can leave that as a yeah let's leave that we, we don't have to spoil that we won't spoil um but i i thought about it yeah and um and like I said before, and 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 for previous podcasts, it did take me a while to figure out which British one point was which. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Simon, it, Anthony, and Benedict. Oh, were are the tough difficult. ones. Yeah. Colin mm-hmm. looks like a baby. He's got a baby. Yes, face. he does. He has a baby face. Yeah, but fucking Simon. What's that guy's name? You know it. Rajon Page. Oh my god, he's so fucking hot. He is so hot. Oh. I know. I mean, I, like, couldn't... I have, like, a hard time looking at him. Can I tell you a little factoid I learned about the the show? Of course. Library scene? So, first, I'm just going to say, cunnilingus. Does does everyone need a a ladder now in their house somewhere? I told told Veronica I was just going to scream, cunnilingus. Because... (laughs) Scream it on the podcast. Cunnilingus. Because, oh my God, Simon loves cunnilingus, supposedly. And the, also the staircase. Like, holy God. Guess what? That was the first hand set for Daphne and Simon was the library sex scene. Wow. Yep. Way to get acquainted. <laughs> I'm going to be sticking my face close to your twat. Let me just, I'm going to be down there, just chill out. I hope you took a bath today and... I down in could the not area. could not be an actor. Mm. But, uh, I mean, if I was her, I'd be very excited that that beautiful man was down in that area. God, he's gorgeous. He is beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, the other issue I had with the show, besides Anthony and the opera singer, which. Ugh. Which I, I understand why they dick. Well, they built it up because I, I understand that for the next season you have to show his change in in character and viewpoint because and this is a spoiler, but not really is because I, I suggest that you read Anthony's books. Anthony's book, I like it, at, um, but Anthony believes he's going to die young because his father died young, so he doesn't believe that he doesn't believe in marriage. Well, he believes in marriage, but he doesn't believe in love, so. Um, he has to be set up as kind of a rake so that way his book will be more like it's a he's got to find love um and there were some things that were added and i'm like really do we need this uh the one thing that i thought was like do we need this was poor mariana thompson 
Oh, Marina, Marina, Marina Thompson, Marina mm-hmm. Thompson, which I did not it find. It had a lot of scandal, though. I mean, I see why they added it. I did agree with, there was a BuzzFeed view, reviewer who was on our side. Who the only fucking person on the yeah, internet who was on, on our, our side, side was this one BuzzFeed reviewer. Who did not care for the show and said that he thought that the the characters of color were underused, which I don't agree with him to a point, but he meant Marina, which I agree yeah. with because, uh, which I have to, I, so somebody commented on one of the articles, was the queen black in real life? I was like, oh, honey, what? Our history, our, our history education is not good. Um, no, sweetheart, no, she wasn't. Okay. Um, like a simple Google search would have done mm, you well there. It's, and the responses were just like, oh, honey, no. Bless your heart. Bless, bless your heart, sweetheart. <laughs> That's my favorite insult. Yeah. Bless your heart. Um, but Marina is um, a character who ends up becoming, like, um, so Marina, you know what? I fucking hated her character, so I'm going to spoil it. I'm sorry. Should I spoil it? I'm going to spoil sure, it. Sure. I mean, it's fine. So Marina tries to get Colin. So she's pregnant. So you find out at the beginning. Like, they just added this character. And at first you think it's just some, you know, like, random character they've added. She's pregnant. And then she tries to get, like, people to marry her. Or they, they set it up so that people will marry her because, like, they'll, you know, pretty much take she's on a She's staying with woman. the Featheringtons. Yeah. And so she convinces Colin to um, propose to her, which she does. And then... Um, Lady Whistledown outs her as being pregnant. So she's ruined. Um, and her love, who impregnated her, has died. And his brother comes to marry her, pretty much. And mm-hmm. at the end, she finally does go off with him. That man, the brother, ends up being El- Eloise's man. The man she ends up marrying um, in her book. And I did not realize until afterwards because I had not read Eloise's book. And it seemed unnecessary to add her in. I mean, that's just my own opinion. But if they're setting up for, like, if they're planning on doing, like, eight seasons of Bridgerton. True. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Again, I have not read her book, so I don't know if Marina, if she knew Marina at all. But, um. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because Eloise wasn't, like, out and by that right. I mean like the right. Regency era out. Right. She didn't which have a means season. That she's not. Yeah. She's not been introduced to society yeah, as an time. eligible woman. Yeah. yeah. Like. But I so mean, I don't know because Marina was Penelope. What like all of the Featherton sisters were, and Marina was. Yeah. But Eloise would not have been attending the balls at that time. No. And then when Eloise did attend, like one. At the very end of the show, like, Marina wasn't there. And I'm wondering, you know, I mean, I have um, Eloise's book, which, in my Kindle, I still have not read it. But, um, because I'm wondering now, like, because unfortunately, spoiler alert, Marina dies because that's, he's a widower, uh, it's Philip. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm wondering if they talk about how the first child was not Philip's, that it was, I forgot what her husband, you know, her, the father George. of the baby. I think his name George. was George. Yeah, mm-hmm. name was, um, but I don't know. I haven't read it, so I don't know. But um, that single was one dad character. Regency era romance. What? I um, mean, I'm a sucker for the single dad trope. So what? I know, me too. Um, but those are my thoughts on the show. I mean, 
Oh, well, let's get to the... We should talk about... Okay, so the thing... Let's just get this out there so mm-hmm. that we can then talk about... Um, I do... I want to end our show discussion with a quote that I f- absolutely fucking loved that was in the, the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get the, the annoying stuff, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fucking traumatic stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so how they do the assault issue in the show is that he is not drunk. They've not had like a fight. Um, but she has figured it out that, um, and she literally goes to ask her maid how babies are made. Um, so she figures out that like he's been pulling out and that's why she, that's how she is not going to be getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, she then like, you see her, like plotting it out. Yep. And she's planning like, I, she's planning to deceive her husband to trick him mm-hmm. into staying inside of her so that she can try and get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So when the, like, the time comes for the sexy time, and he's he not comes. drunk, the, the fight has not happened. Mm-hmm. But like, she gets on top and then. He literally says, like, wait, Mm -hmm. Daphne. And she does not let him, she does not move. She does not let him. True to the book. True to the book. But the thing that, like, put me into a rage, and I get, like, she's acting and I get that, but, like, if you think about, like, this is the character, the look on her face, like, she Mm -hmm. knew what she was doing. She was intentionally doing this. She looked like a little bit triumphant in that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and then he is like what did you do that's the only time he stutters he stutters and the it's word very what. yeah it's very little yeah it's very little um he's like what did you do and then she continues to fucking berate him yep for like a solid five minutes bitching about how he lied to her and intentionally deceived her and took advantage of her innocence. Now, that that's not false. Like, it's not... Right. He does mention... He should um, have been in the more book, clear. Yes. He does mention in the book, like, I'm glad you're really innocent. I'm glad you don't know anything. And I, I think he meant to, like, take advantage of that. And, like, I'm not saying it's right, but by comparison... <laughs> Right about like you were talking about this woman who has now forced her husband to come inside of her and now she is blaming him for it Mm -hmm. by saying like you lied to me and that's why I did this and she says I have this quote here which is the most hypocritical thing I think in the entire show she says you do not lie to the one you love. You do not trick the one you love. You do not humiliate the one you love. Bitch, you just did all those fucking three things. Fuck off, Daphne. I, I At this point, I was like all caps texting right. Like, I cannot fucking believe. I just kept te- texting like, fuck you, Daphne. I, it was just so like, not only did they treat it differently, but like, she plotted this. Mm-hmm. She plotted it. She knew what she was doing yep. and then blamed him for it. At least with book Daphne, there is, there is some sort of explanation, but it was like the heat of the moment. This, 
you see her fucking plotting. Mm-hmm. You see her. There is a whole scene where she's sitting staring off into the distance, fucking planning it. You can mm-hmm. see it in her face that she's thinking, this mm-hmm. plus this equals this. Yep. And I'm sorry. And she's like realizing that he needs to come inside of her for, in order to have a baby. There is no redemption after that either. No. He gets not. blamed for all of this. He yep. does not leave like he leaves in the book. Correct. He does not let her sit with this. He's like, it is, it is almost as if it is his fault. It is his mm-hmm. fault. It yes. Is and she blames him m- many, many, many times. times. She multiple times berates him and tells him that this is his fault. There was one time where he loses his composure and <laughs> cunnilingus happens. Mm-hmm. Cunnilingus. Um, on the staircase. And he just says afterwards, he like gets his senses back and he says, this is it. We're done here. Yeah, you tell done. me you're pregnant. Cool. I will take care of that baby. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're done here. He literally says, I will not darken your doorstep. Yep. 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 Good on him. Yep. Yeah. Do, I mean, yeah. he's like, I can't. This is not a thing I can do. You have deceived me. Yep. But he's the bad guy. Right. And she blames him that entire time. Like, the whole rest of the show... She blames him. I'm telling you. So she finds out that she is not pregnant in the show right. and she's weeping. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh my, I, my cold, hot, dead heart was like, fuck you. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Because I think I would have been fucking beside myself if she had gotten, they had made her pregnant or something like that. Cause I'm like, that's not, no, that's not cool guys. I am flabbergasted that people aren't upset about this. No one is saying a fucking thing about it. And that's really the thing that, like, more than, like I like I said with the book, I was more able to look past it because it was made 20 years ago. Right. It was a different time. Social norms I get are different. that. Mm-hmm. Social norms are totally different. Dis- social discussions we had were different. Mm-hmm. But this was made in 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Uh, maybe that means they shouldn't have chosen Bridgerton. Maybe that means they should have chosen a different series that does not involve literal sexual assault. And like, I I brought up like the Tessa Dare Spindle Cove series Mm -hmm. because all those women are baller. All of them. Mm -hmm. There's like four books in that series. I think all of them are extremely intelligent Mm -hmm. and would like to get, well, not all of them want to get married. The one really doesn't, but they, they're very self-sufficient or as self-sufficient as they can be given the time that mm-hmm. they're living in. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my question for you, though. Do they take place in the town? Do they take place in London mm, society? Yeah, right. Okay. That's because, true because they don't. Because they don't that's go, what they wanted to London. do. That's what they wanted to do with this whole series, a show, like, true. be able to show the... Like the know, elegance and the... Right, yeah. because I thought I, the same thing about the Hathaways because the Hathaways are such a great group. You have the, you know, you have the diversity and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. finishing that series, like, oh, my God, that last book was fantastic. And, but I thought myself when I finished it, I was like, but what are they going to do? Like, they can't, they're not going to be right. showing ball scenes. They're not going to be showing. Right. So that's the whole reason they picked this, this series. Yeah. Although that, I have to I say, mean, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's other series that are like. There has to be. That, you know, that art has um, touchy when it comes to that sort of thing, where there's not so much controversy. Yeah. <sighs> I just think that there were better options. It it bothers me. It bothers me that in the year, I mean, now we're talking about it in 2021 because it was released on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So 
it sh- quickly shot up to number one yeah. on the Netflix list. I had a 94 percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if it's changed, but when I looked at it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just don't. And that's because it's beautiful. And if you make it part of the storyline, then fine. But, like, why is no one talking? The BuzzFeed article was the only article that mentioned anything about the fact that there is sexual assault. And, and he said it was look, disturbing. And it was a, yes, it was a gay male. Yes, he said it was disturbing. It was a mm-hmm. gay man, too. I, I don't mean to say that, like, just as a display, like, and that is, like, I'm categorizing him. But that, that to me, was, like, there's something to be said there. It is a but man. He, right. Even, I made my husband watch it. I made him watch, like, from the time that she starts to figure it out. Mm-hmm. On, like, the his study desk or whatever. She starts to figure out what's going on. I made him watch from that point through the end of that episode when they have that huge fight. And uh, he was like, that, he didn't feel the same way about the show version that he did about the book version. I think he was more disturbed by the show version, which should, he should be. I mean. Yeah. Well, I remember when. There's a lot of victim blaming going on. And. We finished the book and then we saw, like, because we, again, like, I think if you've listened to a couple of our episodes, you know that we were reading the book. We're trying to finish it before the show came out. But I think I did, but you did not. No, we both did. I think I finished we, it before that, but I finished the show like a couple weeks after. Oh, that's right. We finished. We did finish the book before the show came out, and we were both saying like, "Oh, I, you know, there's some things." This is in private to both, you know, Veronica and I. Into tweets saying, "I hope the hell they change this, or I would love to see how they change it." And then I remember seeing that Buzzfeed article and him saying like, mm-hmm. "There was there's a very a disturbing, dis- disturbing sexual assault." And I was like, "They fucking didn't do a sh- fucking thing they about did it." Not yeah, right. And then if you look at the um, the rating of the show, mm-hmm. well, I forget what the rating is, but they they list like sexual activity, but they also li- – oh, and smoking, depictions of smoking. Mm-hmm. But they also list sexual violence. So yes, they knew. Yeah. It's yeah. not as if they've like overlooked it. Mm-hmm. They knew that it was there mm-hmm. and still left We're it okay in there. It. I, I'm frustrated that there's not more discussion about it. The people are just like totally overlooking the fact that this is the, the greatest thing ever. So romantic. Yes, uh, I mean, and uh, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the show. I did enjoy the show, and I was very frustrated by the characters in a way that made me want to keep watching. Like Anthony annoyed the crap out of me, but I was also I also know that in book two he gets you know he falls in love with someone. So I kind of was like looking at it from a of a standpoint of. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons they did that. Is they're softening the blow of uh, of Simon and and Daphne by putting in Anthony and then Colin and all the other maybe things. yeah maybe it's like well you know this is rape but here look at Anthony isn't he right. but here there's a boxer who is not included in anything but is oh good. yeah that wasn't okay. anything in the book but here's at all. Mr. Featherington totally what mm-hmm. oh is yeah that... Mr. Featherington and yeah. His... His daughters. And these random people. Which, okay, so that's another thing that pissed me off. So Nigel, who I mentioned earlier, gets blocked by fucking Daphne. By Daphne. But he's he's harmless in the book. Like, he's literally harmless. Like I said, he marries one of the Featheringtons. In the show, they make him out to be the biggest fucking, like, nemesis and, like, horrible person. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, how is he going to marry one of the Featheringtons? Like, Yeah, he ends up, like... Following Daphne into the garden, I think being a total douchebag and kind of, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how like to character. He's basically forcing his 
person upon her person. Yeah. Like, nothing, he doesn't... Simon beats the shit out of him. Yeah, and then Simon beats the living crap out of him. So, because he happens upon them. So, yeah. um, like, no, I wouldn't say that it's not acceptable, but, like, at that, Simon is defending her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's not, like, there is an assault and then there is a... Hey, bro, can't do that. Stop yeah. touching her like that. Yeah. I mean, it just it blew my mind. I'm like, you had to have a bad guy and you're making it, Nigel. How are you going to? But I mean, I guess they don't care. I mean, that's the other thing is I guess they don't care, which is fine. But I'm like, that that sucks. Cause they really got rid of Nigel in, in a, a way. Yeah. I will say, though, there was one quote that, um, that I read in a review because I had looked up additional reviews to, to see if anyone else was discussing this. Because mm-hmm. it feels like me and Ray are the only we people. We are the dissenting opinion. Hashtag we are the dissenting opinion. Simon deserved better. Simon did deserve better. Yep. I was basically yelling that throughout the last two episodes. Like, yeah. Simon, you could have done better than this. Um, But I read, I think the one review said something about how the female characters were uh, plotting and manipulating the men and i was Mm -hmm. like yeah i mean yes that does happen like especially with the nigel thing but well and they're probably talking about the opera singer and anthony yeah because i mean also daphne well well yeah that was a given yeah 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 but i the thing one of the things that i right but I liked the way that in the show, the women took control of the narrative mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and used their their gossipy social circles oh, yes. as a method. Violet to like, and, and Nigel. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at that, they make you hate Nigel. He's pretty harmless in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, a little handsy when he's drunk. He's like, super sad. He's like a sad character. Like... I mean, I don't think, I don't know, whatever. But, like, he... he seems dumb and kind of, like, clumsy yeah. and oafish. Yeah. But on the show, they made him more, oh, much more of a villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, you you kind of enjoy the, the <laughs> bit of revenge there. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, this show, know, guys. Yeah, I, I didn't... Overall, I enjoyed the show. Yeah. I'm... I'd I'm glad I watched two. it. I just yeah. knew what was coming. Yeah, I would watch season two. Yeah, I'm I just knew what was coming, and it pissed me off about it. Well, I'm excited to see what they have with Anthony and see what they end mm-hmm. up doing with him because he is an attractive yeah. man. He is very good looking. Legit. Legit. Um, but I wonder how. How. I wonder, and this is just my own opinion. If they read four, if somebody read book Colin and Penelope's book, and they were like, "This fucking book rules," and they're like, "Oh, but we gotta start at one." Now we have to get through three books before we Yeah. Because, again, I think I've said this before. Benedict book sounds like hot garbage. I actually don't even remember. I don't think I read the description yet. It's like he falls in love with somebody who's pretending to be, not pretending, but it's like a Cinderella story. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. No, I don't need any of that stuff. Where he wants her to be his mistress. I'm like, okay, you've lost me at mistress. All right, we're done here. We're done here. We're we're good. We're good. Um, Because she's actually like, the daughter of an earl and I'm like okay no I'm good um, but from the reviews I read it's hot, hot garbage um, right well that was fun that was an experience fun. I do want to read one quote yeah that go for I it. loved from the show mm-hmm. that was not in the book um, 
But at the end, in the very final episode, it looks as though Simon and Daphne are basically going to go their separate ways. Um, they mm-hmm. don't ever say like whether they're going to get divorced, but it kind of seems like they're going to live separate lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Daphne is obviously upset about it because mm-hmm. she loves Simon. Uh, and so she's talking to Violet, who's her mother. And they're talking about Violet's husband, Daphne's dad, who died a good 10 years ago. And Violet says, we, choose, we chose to love each other every single day. It is a choice, dearest, one that is never too late to make. And I love that concept. That's, a, that's another concept that was in, it was in the Divergent series. Um, at one point, Tris says about four, um, we don't just love each other by default. We choose to love each other every day. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is like the most accurate description of enduring love over like the course of years is that you does this person Mm -hmm. yes through hardship through uh annoyances (laughs) like not turning off lights when you leave a room like (laughs) all of the little things that living with a person day in and day out through a pandemic start to like great on you but i mean i promised in literally in my wedding vows i i promised to wake up every single day and choose you yeah and to me i loved that that's what violet said to her when she was thinking about just giving up entirely on simon who is arguably one of the best heroes written but her mom says to her you have to this is a choice that you can make you do love him and you can choose to continue to love him or you can choose to let yourself remove that feeling from you know you can choose to opt out or you can choose (laughs) like it's an email subscription (laughs) (laughs) i would like to unsubscribe from this marriage (laughs) it's not especially for a woman of that age but it's just to me i really i loved that i thought it was such a beautiful way for all of like the the romantic genre with with the flowery language and the you know tales of like not being able to breathe without someone all of that gets very uh, i don't know i don't want to say inaccurate but it's just like very escalated it's very like almost over the it's over the top yes and then you have this one line where they're saying like you might feel that way but you still are going to choose to love that person every single day because once all of that like the hype is over and that honeymoon phase is over Mm -hmm. you if you're not left with a love and respect for each other the whole thing is over have you heard that um it makes me think of that song um by sarah borellis yes Uh, i I choose choose you you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's like one of my favorite songs it's a great song it is that was actually something that we did think about putting in our wedding it's so good i mean for a different one like like you said like i choose you every day Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, to me, that's the same. You, you're choosing the people. I mean, I choose to make an effort in my friendships, you know, like I choose to text you 45 fucking thousand times a day. (laughs) (laughs) And I choose to text you back. (laughs) 
you choose people in your life and you you make an you you know it's you not make an I'm effort. saying you make an effort with love and yeah. um and with relationships that are special to you really that you are to you I love you right <laughs> I love you too Veronica Oh. Okay. Bridgerton, um, Bridgerton did this to us. Bridgerton did this to us. I also did cry at the end, which I texted I know, you. Yeah. I was you like, I'm like earlier. fuck why? And then you told I me, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. I was like, yeah, I mean, fair. It's the baby fair. whale is just a thing. Babies. Um, um, so uh, anyway, we, does do that wrap wanna... it up? Do you have anything else to say? Well, uh, okay, two things. One, do you recommend? <laughs> yeah, I do. Re- I d- well, the... Uh, all right, so here's the thing. If that is not... <laughs> that's a hard one. It really is. Cause... It is a hard... That's what she said. Now... <laughs> what else would you expect from this podcast? This is true. Um, all right, here's the thing. If that is not an issue for you, if that is not a trigger for you, yeah, I absolutely recommend it. If it is, maybe I don't. Maybe you just move on to Anthony. Okay, so on that vein, I'm going to completely <laughs> recommend Anthony's book. I am not going <laughs> to recommend the first book. You're not going to lose anything. Simon and, um, and Daphne show up at the very, like, probably like a good 60, 70% way, th- maybe 60% through Anthony's book. And they're cute. And she's pregnant from one of the 5,000 babies she had with him. So, and it's cute. And if I hadn't read the first book, because I didn't when I, because I started at four, I went four, two, one. So I was out of order. Um, I would have been like, fuck you both. Um, but um, I would recommend Anthony's book. Um, there you go. But I, I would also recommend Penelope and Colin's book. <laughs> I don't recommend this book. You don't need uh, if, it. You don't need it to read the rest of the series. If you are looking for like a good escapism show, Bridgerton's great. Yeah, if you want to put it in the background, just look at beautiful things and thrusting. <laughs> but you know, it's, lots of it's lots of thrusting. Oh my god! If you want to skip forward to that, just go to episode five, like halfway through. Oh my god! Just watch um, his butt. And episode six, a lot more of that. That's when my husband walked in with a fucking watercolor, and I just looked what at him and I was like, "What are you doing? Watching?" Here? <laughs> I was like, "Get out!" <laughs> it's a me moment. Get out. Um, well, I have wine and popcorn. Get out. <laughs> Fruit and fiber, as my mom used to say. <laughs> Fruit and fiber. <laughs> I'm having fruit for dinner. It's fermented fruit. It is. It I'm having fruit, wine. Okay, I'm having fiber, wine for man. dinner. Um, all right, let's move on to what What are we reading and what would you recommend? And then we will le- let these people go about on their day. Uh, all right, do you want, what are you reading? I'll go second. Well, right now I'm reading a Loretta Chase book, which is very, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, feel, I like it, but I don't know how I feel. Um, but what I'm going to recommend um, I'm pulling it up. Hold one second. It's because I want to make sure I get everything right. And I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> even though Veronica is the modern um, book reader and I'm the Regency, <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend Sticking to the Script, um, which is a Cypher Office book number two by Stella Weaver, which is in the Penny Reed Penny yes. Readerverse, uh-huh. um, which deals with, which makes me laugh because it is based on um, Stephen from uh, oh, Marriage right. of Convenience. Oh, right. You told me about this. 
Mirrors of Convenience, and Dr. Ken Miles, who I said was a negative <laughs> in Friends Without Benefits. Stephen um, also plays a major role in um, book one, mm-hmm. and then I think yes. in one and a half yes. also, in Mar- uh, Neanderthal Meets Human, and then Neanderthal Marries Human, because he works for Quinn. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, so it's a male-male romance. I don't know if anybody feels like that. I love male-male romances. I never thought I'd actually say those words. Um, I mean, I love gay men. That's a point. It's just I never thought I would get into that sort of thing. But this book is fantastic. Like, I devoured it. And you were very pleasantly surprised I by was. It. I mean, I started it and I just like couldn't put it down. Dr. <laughs> Ken Miles is a delight. And I was like, what? I mean, he. You said it was that author's first book, too. It was her first book. It was amazing. It was fantastic. And also, he still is a nose picker. There you go. (laughs) But it's, I mean, Stephen is so funny that, like, it. it I did love Stephen. Yeah. But they're. Because. uh, Dr. Ken Miles is bisexual, so they go into that a lot. That's a big part of the story because, you know, Stephen wonders, is he going to leave me at some point for a woman? Um, but it's so sweet. And the, and I, for those who have not put their toe in the MM um, and are weary because of the sex, there is one sex scene, but it's not very graphic. Um, and there is another scene that is a, a sexual scene, but is, again, it's not very graphic. Um, I totally recommend it. I loved it. I would love to read more from this author, Stella Weaver. I love that. It's amazing. Like, I've read some MM where I'm like, here's the obligatory. Somebody get a vial of something, a, a pot of a pot of lube of some sort. And um, while there was that, it wasn't like again it was not graphic so it was very good and i'm and dr ken miles like i couldn't believe like what a 180 um he does have some hostility towards elizabeth and nico but it's it's kind of warranted when you read his book um i enjoyed it very much awesome i love that yeah so what about you ma'am um okay so the one i just started reading i think it was last night i downloaded um so the the TikTok account I'm largely monitoring. Yeah, she's uh, good with the so social meet. I'm not. <laughs> I uh, was so reluctant about TikTok, but Ray is the one who actually joined first and then got me addicted to it. Uh, and now I can pass far too much time. Oh, just one video leads to another leads to yep. another to wager far too much scrolling you're on bisexual pirate and bread talk what i ended up on like kink talk at one point and i was like what happened <laughs> i don't get it you like one thing and all of a sudden it's like here you go here's, yeah i mean here's i also like somehow in politics tiktok and i'm like wait i don't understand yeah. like i'm only liking book things i don't understand why like anyway so the point is that <laughs> romance authors are all the fuck over TikTok. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are everywhere. And I love it mm-hmm. on so many levels. Yeah. I have found many authors that I have read their stuff and legitimately enjoyed. Michelle Sloan. What? Michelle Sloan. Michelle Sloan. 
yes, Shell Sloan. That's how we found her was yeah. TikTok. Yeah. If you guys um, haven't read Shell Sloan, go see her. And if you have not visited her TikTok, please visit her oh, TikTok. Her TikTok, it's TikTok hysterical. is hysterical. Go to her. T- it's Shell is C-H-E-L-L-E and Sloan is S-L-O-A-N. She is hysterical. She's actually in Ohio. Yeah. She's um, a Clevelander. Like we us. love her a little bit. Yeah. Um, that is how we found her. Mm-hmm. I've read she has two books out. She has a third one coming out soon. I don't know exactly when, but she, I think, is done with it, and it's like in editing or something, um, which I'm super excited about reading. I enjoyed her first two very much. The off the record was of the two of them. Off the record was the one that I favored more. Um, so she was one of them. I've also found uh, what is her name? I can't read it on this cover. Hang on. Um, I also found. Molly McLean, who I read Can't Shake You, which was uh, free, like a giveaway, or I think it was free with like a link in her bio or whatever. Uh, I also found T.C. Matson and Brooke O'Brien and Misty Walker, I believe is her name. Hang on, sorry. Yeah, Misty Walker. I just don't want to mess their names up. Um, oh, Emily McIntyre, who's going to come up. Mm-hmm. We put one of hers on our list along with Misty Walker. I also found Jolie Vines. She's amazing. Amanda Richardson. Um, I just finished. So the one I'm reading right now is someone, again, a TikTok because I have a problem. Uh, her <laughs> name is Cadence Key, and she's a new author. But the one that I just finished and that I will recommend so highly is called Unrequited by Julia Wolf. I fucking loved this book. It You've got... First of all, the heroine, curvy heroine. Nice. Love it. Not only is she curvy, she's a fucking badass. Nice. And she's a drummer. What? Yep. Who is in, uh, she's the only girl, woman, she's like 23, so she's a woman, in a band with three other dudes, uh, holding her own, doing her thing. Like the White Stripes. Fucking awesome yes um she also she talks about like her favorite drummers and whatnot and obviously the white, white. Com- mm-hmm. yep so uh i loved her i thought she was great the hero is you've got a broody hero nice who is the bassist in the band uh it's his brother is actually the person that she is replacing in the band oh uh-huh they knew each other like five years prior. So you get to see when she's, you know, 18 and green. Um, and he's older, like seven years older. So uh-huh. it's like not a huge age gap, um, but enough that it made a difference mm-hmm. when she was 18 years old. I mean, he very clearly was like, I cannot, uh, cannot get, I'm 25. Weird. I cannot romantically get involved with an 18 year old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So good on him for. Yeah. Develop your personality first. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for uh, having a conscience and yep. being a responsible human. Yep. I love his name is Santiago and mm, I what? loved him. Loved him. He was so, so good. He's very loyal and very talented uh, and is just like all around a good dude, and, yeah. which you question heavily at portion at, during various portions of the book. But there are reasons and you find them out and he is delightful uh i actually i forget how this came about but i ended up interacting with julia wolf on the tiktok of course because you did. of yeah. course so, I so did. <laughs> uh 
well, I think it was someone else who like recommended. Someone was asking for curvy like heroin mm-hmm. books, and someone brought up Unrequited, and I was like, yes, I just finished the book. It's so good, uh, and I ended up interacting with Julia a little bit. She's, I love her TikTok. I think she's so funny and very sweet. Uh, so anyway, that's what I recommend. It's nice. Unrequited by Julia Wolf. I think nice. she's fantastic. Well, lady. We have to pick our next one. Oh, God. Okay. So I And then we can let everyone go. So what we did, we made like a list of like Mm -hmm. far too many books. I mean, we have a a year's worth of books. (laughs) Easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have a randomizer and I have all our numbers in here. So I'm going to hit the spin button and I'm going to tell you what number. I also have a list up. So. Okay. Okay. Oh, can you hear it? No, I can't. No, I can hear it. It's spinning. (laughs) It's spinning. Okay. Number 18. What's Sorry. number 18? There's like a fancy do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, and it nice. comes up. Okay, so 18 is our book, which is Single Dad Seeks Juliet by Max Monroe. All right. Single Dad Romance. So that is our next book. All right. Single Dad meets Seeks Juliet by Max yep. Monroe. Oh, and I made a note. The heroine is in her 30s, which I am fucking all about. Right? Jesus Because you God. know what? Not everyone meets someone in their 20s. Christ. So, guys, follow along. I mean, yes, please do. Maybe don't uh, read. Yeah, don't read Duke and I. <laughs> just skip it. Skip Move it. Move on. Just watch Bridgerton. Just watch the show. Yeah, um, the show. I mean, it's worth it if you yeah. need like a if you want to stare at beautiful things. You know what? Go fucking read the fourth book. Go on. Go read. Uh, go. I think it's Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. Go read that one. Um, all right, Veronica. Are we signing off? Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Happy reading. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.